morning and welcome. Picker Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason here on this Tuesday. A little bit warmer today in the Valley of the Sun. Winter is here. I hope all of you are, are staying warm uh, wherever you may be. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. To the website at allamericangold.com. And, uh, you know, we, we've got another uh, down day on, on Wall Street. Uh, iPhone sales in China dropping 30% year over year. Uh, the the Boeing airplane, right? That 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 saga still uh, playing out. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, uh, I'm glad I wasn't on that flight. Yeah, I, I at first I thought it was a window. I think it was like a whole door just kind of blew up. Yep. <laughs> I don't even want to think of of what would have happened had I been in that seat. Uh, there definitely would have been an accident of some sort. If you know what I'm saying, Jason, that that would have scared the you know what out of me. Yeah, I guess that's why you uh, wear your seatbelt. <laughs> you don't want to get sucked out that window, right? Wear your seatbelt. Well, it's a great point. Yeah, there, there you have it. Uh, so, uh, but we'll give you updated on on everything that that is uh, well, everything that you need to know about at least from a financial perspective. I uh, wanted to start with uh, the bricks. You know, we haven't talked about the BRICS a lot lately, uh, but 2024, the BRICS got bigger. Iran, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Ethiopia, the United Arab Emirates, or the UAE. So when you look at that that list, I know a lot of you are like, well, you know, Iran, I'm not, you know, they're, they're on the bad guy bus. Uh, you know, Egypt, okay, you know, do they really matter globally? Ethiopia, right? Do they matter globally? Uh, but the two big ones, Saudi Arabia and, and the UAE, uh, those are the two that that really stick out. And they are now officially uh, members of the BRICS at the start of this year. Uh, you know, what's funny was Argentina – was supposed to be one of them as well. Of course, then they had uh, Molay. That guy Molay win the election and uh, made all kinds of promises. I, we'll see if he gets there. Doesn't look like he's gonna, uh, but but he's done. You know, he's he's definitely a pro U.S. guy, and it kind of made sense because I was like, oh, because that was the one of all those countries. That was the only country that had an election uh, that that. That mattered anyway, right, as far as the these BRICS nations go. Uh, and it just popped into my head. I wonder, you know what, maybe maybe Sergio Malay had a little a little help uh, from the United States to ensure at least that Argentina uh, didn't already, you know, didn't jump well, on that list joining Brazil. Malay mentioned multiple times that he would not do business as president with communist countries. So that means he can't do business with China and Russia. So yeah. if he sticks to his guns, he won't be doing. He won't be owning the bricks at all. So we'll we'll see. Once again, you got to see what they back up their words. So they they did indicate this is the first phase of the expansion process, and further phases 
are going to follow. So uh, the, I think the big news out of that is, yep, yeah, we, we've added five five new members. And, and the big thing, by the way, we're not done adding new members. My guess is, and I, I don't know, it's not like a, you know the, the Bricks guys call, call me up on the phone and tell me what they're planning. I have a feeling there's going to be more uh, countries in the Middle East uh, joining, and then it'll be interesting if they can uh, potentially get uh, countries in the South Pacific. Uh, you know, they, you know, could they get, uh, uh, say, Malaysia or Singapore? Can they get some of these other uh, countries in the South Pacific? And then, of course, uh, you have to look here at home, uh, Mexico saying to the Biden administration, hey, if you want our help at the border, and Mexico is starting to do a little bit, uh, but I don't know if you saw, they gave a list of demands uh, to uh, the Biden administration as to what it would require for Mexico to, uh, you know, cooperate with, with the United States at the border. And ready for this list? Number one on the list. Approve a plan to deploy $20 billion to Latin American and Caribbean countries. So let's let's throw $20 billion more onto your debt. Suspend the blockade of Cuba. Now remember, this is our, uh, our good friends from Mexico. Remove all sanctions against Venezuela. Now, all of those, some of you may care about that. Some of you may not care about that. I think all of you will care about the last one, which somehow, why do I have the feeling, let me throw these three things on the list before I get to what Mexico really wants. Grant at least 10 million illegals living in the United States with the right to remain and work legally within the United States. Uh, Essentially what Mexico is saying is, hey, anybody that's been working illegally in the U.S. for 10 years or more, they should be immediately granted status within the United States. It's your radio news hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason on this Tuesday. Uh, The Dow is down 265 points. The the S&P is down 20. The NASDAQ is down 40. The the 10-year note, 401, uh, uh, just above 4%. Like I said, though, later in the week, we're going to get CPI and PPI data. Uh, crude oil's uh, up a dollar right now. Gold is flat. 2034 uh, Silver's down about 15 cents here. $23.15. And it is really interesting as I think this is going to be the last of the quiet weeks. Next week, as we approach... Uh, the government shutdown. We're going to get more of that now. Of course, remember uh, they, they say they've got this agreement. You know, one another one point six trillion. By the way, remember when they got rid of McCarthy? Because you know, he just wasn't tough enough. He wasn't doing, wasn't cutting enough, wasn't making them pay, and you know, keeping spending in line. 
That is $16 billion less. That was it. $16 billion uh, in additional. And they're not spending cuts. I just want everyone, there are no spending cuts. And decreases in spending increases. How, how about that? That's what all this is about. And then, of course, uh, so you got the continuing resolution, government shutdown. Uh, the, the, then, then we've got a Fed meeting. Then we got the yesterday already. We had a, finally, for the first time, Fed officials talking about ending uh, the quantitative tightening. And of course, gradually, right? Not not all at once. Gradually ending that and. People talking about rate cuts. Uh, we think it's going to be a very strong year for gold and silver. But you know what? There's a lot of minefields out there. Being more diversified is probably more important than ever before. You know, because we've been, listen, we've been boom and bust, boom and bust, boom and bust, boom and bust. And, and let's face it. Let's not lie about it. Right? You've been rewarded. In that boom and bust, because what what well when the boom comes, you know we always end up higher, right? We're talking about the stock market this time around. It doesn't look like we're going to be able to spend our way out, and I think this is something why we're seeing so many people talking about why would the why would the Fed be cutting rates right now? It kind of doesn't make any sense. Why would they even be talking about it? It really doesn't make any sense. Well, I think I know why. Because two things. Number one, they're already spending like it's a bust, right? Already. So where can you go from here? And we're having troubles financing that part of it. This is just, I think, a lot of people's thinking here is over the next five, ten years, Big Wall Street returns are probably going to be difficult because we can't spend the way we used to. We're kind of, we, we didn't know, right? Hey, how many trillion was it going to start getting hard selling the debt? Well, we found out, right? We've we kind of gotten to that number, right? Hey, once we got over 30 trillion, selling the debt got a little harder. I think it's going to be a lot harder as we continue. Look at five more BRICS nations. You know what that means? It's real simple what that means. All of those countries, which they, they buy U.S. treasuries, they have to to buy stuff. They're going to buy less. Are they going to buy none? No. But they're just going to buy less. That's why we love Y-Refi. Right? Up to 10.25% return. Right? Fixed. What does that mean? Doesn't change. Doesn't matter what happens. And the best part is it's not correlated to Wall Street. Doesn't matter. Right? And then that may be, you know, when you're looking at, hey, 10.25% return uh, versus, you know, think about Wall Street. Have we ever seen, and we have, and this is the forget, where you have those long stretches, 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Where it doesn't move, it may, be, it may not go down, but it doesn't move at all. Those are going to be really hard times. Having something uh, that's going to give you some decent rate of return, 
I'd highly suggest you look into it. They've got to have a minimum of 50000 You all know that. Check them out. InvestYRefi.com or just call them at 888-YREFI24. But, Jason, I think Mexico is seizing an opportunity here. Maybe they – do they smell blood in the water? The Mexican president is, is – uh, Manuel Lopez Abrardo, if I'm pronouncing it right, but Manuel Lopez, he's he's no, he's no dummy. He he said that yes, I'd rather have Joe Biden be president. That, uh, <laughs> do that with it. Do take well. that with with what you do with that, what you may. Okay, you interpretate that how you like. Obviously, I don't think it's a very good sign that that uh, he's like, yes, I want Joe Biden because you know what? I think he thinks I can get the best deal uh, for Mexico. Let me tell you what he wants. So we know he wants $20 billion, uh, and part of that goes to Mexico for help. And if you pay, if you pay me and my neighbor buddies $20 billion, well, I guess we can start helping with the immigration, right? And oh, by the way, uh, stop sanctioning Cuba and remove all the sanctions on Venezuela, which I think those are just, hey, I'm just going to make some stuff up, right? Let me me throw these things out. Because that way you can say, well, we didn't give you, we didn't give you Cuba and we didn't give you Venezuela, so, you know, we, we, we were tough. But the big ask, apparently... Mexico knows that there is, and this is their number, 10 million. Now, our government barely even acknowledges that 12 million illegals are in the entire country. Okay, so, you know, and it's amazing with all the ones coming across the border. I still haven't seen them increase the number by, you know, what is it? In the last six years, how many is it? Six, seven million at least. Uh, this year, uh, 2023 alone, I think we, we we almost hit 3 million. And, and December was the all-time record in a single month, over 300,000. But Mexico says that there are 10 million Hispanic migrants. That's a new, you know, Hispanic migrant, illegal alien, whatever word you want to use. doesn't matter. That have worked for more than 10 years in the country. I'm like, wow. I mean, I know this. Up a a few years ago, we only admitted to 11. I mean, that's the number it seemed like it was staying forever. But they've been here 10 years. So Mexico says we want you to give them a work visa that will turn into a green card and after five years, so uh, let's say they do it this year, 2024, so uh, 2029. Let's just round up. Let's say 2030. Uh, they will be eligible, el- eligible, Jason, to become U.S. citizens. Yeah, you know, I, I actually, the honesty of, of rooting for Biden to be president, when you were first reading the, the beginning of this uh, story on the last segment, uh, what crosses my mind is this is the beginning of a tidal wave of demands against America before the election because 
these countries don't know who's going to be elected, right? And so uh, Joe Biden, for as much as I uh, criticize Trump, just because I don't think people should should hold a lot of hope in a, in a false prophet, so to speak, Biden's awful, and Biden's a weak president. Biden's Biden is is making these other countries lick their chops in this last year. So <laughs> Mexico is just trying to be in front of the line. Hey, we're your neighbor, and here's our list of demands. Hurry up, Biden. Uh, you, you got you got no time to make a decision. You got an election to worry about. Bow to our demands, and and economically things get tough. Biden's going to get weaker and weaker and weaker to these demands because he's going to try to win an election. So it's uh, I, I think Mexico is this is a good story, Joe, because this is this, I bet on a smaller scale, all these other countries uh, across the world are going to be making demands like this. I mean, the Venezuela thing, you know, we've had sanctions. America, not we, I'm going to say we, American government has had sanctions on on Venezuela since, I think, before 9-11 or right around 9-11. That was one of the first countries. People don't know this. Part of 9-11 was to go after Venezuela. It just didn't happen the way that the, the U.S. military industrial complex wanted it to. But uh, that's a big one, Joe. Lots of countries would like to have free trade with Venezuela. They don't. Want, they don't like all the sanctions they have to go around. So Mexico's making a pretty strong play, as far as I can tell, Joe. And I wouldn't be surprised if Biden does all this stuff. I would not be surprised. Yeah, and again, you know, you start thinking about the Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, said that th- now this was 2020. You know, I, why can't we get more up to date data? But okay, 2020. 1.6 million illegals live in Texas. But I don't even want to. I don't even want to guess what that number is, right? I mean, think about the last three years. I mean, three million. I I, I don't know. Four million. Uh, in that nine hundred thousand in Florida. I mean, the, these are. And the only reason why I bring that these numbers up is as people have, and I and I tend to agree with this. That uh, once they have their citizenship, they can vote, right? And, and uh, the, the uh, heavy populations, and, and I'll call these these states, let, let's face it, Florida's always a swing state. Uh, Texas, they, they want to be uh, a swing state. That, that, that can ch- really change uh, the outlook for America. We're already facing really a socialist regime uh, that – Seemingly, not even the Republicans have any stomach to actually have less government. When they talk about Mike Johnson, right? They say, oh, yeah, he's going to be this great leader. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is the best deal we can possibly imagine. I mean, we, we haven't had a deal like this in 10 years. And I'm thinking $16 billion? That's like a one bad day of government spending in like three good days. I mean, that's it, Jason. I mean, uh, they really yep. don't have the stomach for it. And I think that, uh, you know, things like this, cause, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, and I hate to say it, it's going to happen at some point. Right? You know, go back, you know, Ronald Reagan did it. Uh, and, and sooner or later, right, I think most people are resigned to the fact. I, now, listen, don't get me wrong. I don't want it to happen. <laughs> But I think it will. They should change the color scheme, Joe. I think what we have is a bunch of blue and light blue states. <laughs> and, and then there's those scattered few red states. You know, Wyoming. You know, there's a few that, you know, Texas is, is not a red state. It's a light blue state, right? 
That's what you're talking about. I think I think Arizona is a light blue state. Colorado's blue, right? California, New York, blue, right? But uh, you know they, they like to say purple. They like to use that use that color purple. Yeah, that's uh, you, you've. You've, you've nailed it, Joe, because it's, yeah, it's very much of a socialist economy, and it's moving more and more that direction. And when things get tough, like they're going to get in 2024, 2025, emergencies always bring out the worst in the government. We're here to save you. And what does that entail? Well, we usually bailouts and all kinds of taxes and all kinds of crazy nonsense that's really bad for the average guy, Joe, which is why we're on the air trying to give you one sense of protection, which is get it out of their banking system and put it into your own hands don't worry about where you're going to hide it or how you're going to take care of it. You'll figure that out. Uh, you don't get to figure out what it's doing while it's sitting in the bank, Joe. They figure that out. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Tuesday. Uh, we still have some $5 liberties uh, from yesterday. Uh, gold's now up. Gold's up 2 bucks, 3 bucks here, 2036 uh, silver's down a dime here, uh, just under 23 and a quarter. But $5 quarter-ounce gold liberties. These are the older ones, 1866 to 1907 at $575. And then for the silver side, really excited about this one. I, this is limited. We've got 50 rolls. So two cases, 50 rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles. You can buy as many as you want. I'm not going to put you. If someone wants to buy all 50 rolls, great. You want to buy one roll, fine. But it's all about price, $590. So a roll of 20 U.S. Silver Eagles below $600. And... Uh, you know, Jason, silver's, you know, above $23 to the ounce right now. Uh, just a really good value. And think about, man, what was it, a year, year and a half ago? Just a premium. My cost uh, on silver eagles was 10 12 I think it peaked at $14 over spot uh, before uh, you guys got, got a chance at it. So, Rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles, it's, it's you know, the, the simplest way when you're talking about buying U.S. government hallmarks uh, silver. Uh, obviously, utility silver is great, right? Dimes, quarters, half dollars. But you got to be able to do a little math, right? you got to be able to do a little math. Well, if I've got a $10 face value roll of quarters, right? If i got 40 rolls of quarters, i got 7.15 ounces of silver. Right, yeah, it's a little. Well, how much is one? Well, gosh, I got to get a calculator. I, don't, I went to public school. You know, you start using your fingers, your toes. One ounce silver eagles is pretty easy. Each coin's an ounce. There's twenty of them in a roll. Uh, Five hundred and ninety dollars. I, I have them live here in Arizona. We get them up to Colorado, lickety split. But we only have fifty rolls at eight hundred. Nine five one zero five nine two. But if you go out to allamericangold.com, go about halfway down the page. Neil Kashkari. Now, I couldn't, I don't know when he was giving this 
speech. Now, this clip is only 50 seconds, so I'm not even going to bother playing it. I'm just going to tell you about it. It looks like, to me, he was at Columbia University. That, that's what it looks like. Now, that it could be right, could be wrong. He is the Minneapolis Federal Reserve President. Now, remember, this guy came into prom, uh, prominence during the bailouts, right? So he was in charge of the bailouts, like General Motors, uh, Chrysler, right? He, he was, that that's the same guy. He was talking about the difference between Venmo and a central bank digital currency. So he said, why, why would you want one? You know, right now, I can Venmo anybody's listening to me $5 right now. So, so why, why do we need a digital currency, a central bank digital currency, right? I mean, think about it. You got PayPal, Venmo, Apple Pay. By the way, uh, all that IRS stuff starts this year. Yeah, get, get ready. Yeah, what a nightmare that's going to be. But he goes... People say, well, it'll be more inclusive. And he goes, will it be? I, you know, maybe. I don't know. Right? So the, the unbanked, I guess, uh, for the homeless, uh, a central bank digital currency, right? Yeah, you know, you, you, I, you know, maybe what they'll do now, instead of having holding up a sign at the street corner, it'll be one of those things. You know what they do when you, you take your, your, your phone and you take a, you scan at the restaurant for the menu and all that stuff. Maybe they'll have one of those. I don't know what it's called. I should. But you guys know what I'm talking about, right? You scan your phone and it pops up, right? That's how you can uh, give them money on the side of the street now. And then he he talked about, well, you know, maybe it's better for cross-border payments. Okay, maybe, you know, probably. Sure, maybe. And he goes, I can understand why China would use it. Now, like I said, I don't know when he made this speech. I would love to know that. I have a feeling it wasn't recent. And what I mean by that, I I think if he, and I could be wrong. Maybe he said it yesterday. Uh, but I got a feeling this was maybe a couple of years ago when they were still pretending that they didn't want a central bank digital currency. But here's what he said. Well, if you want to track everybody's purchases, central bank digital currency is great. He goes, if you want to have negative interest rates, a central bank digital currency is great. And then, of course, last but not least, if you want to tax a central bank digital currency is great. So that was, you know, and he was saying in a way, well, we don't need it. But they think about, again, the three things of why you would want a central bank digital currency, according to Neil Kashkari. Well, number one, we can track everything. Number two, negative rates. What does that mean? Right now, the way the banking system's set up, the Fed lowers rates. 
right? And you don't get paid any interest, right? They went to zero, right? You had a saving, you had money in the bank, you didn't get nothing. Right now you get something. But if they go back to zero, you get nothing. The problem is, remember what I tell you all the time. What does the Federal Reserve hate the most? You have hundreds of thousands of dollars in your bank account. And you have it day after day, month after month, year after year. They hate it. The banks hate it. They hate it. They want to charge the fees. You got to do something. Write a check, right? Transfer money, right? The Fed wants you to spend the money with a central bank digital currency. You don't have to bring rates to zero anymore. You can say, hey, buying a house is still 7%, but your bank account, your central bank digital currency account, that's going to yield negative 1%. So if you want to leave your money in there month after month, we're going to start taking it. And of course, we'll talk about the last one. 800-951-0592 here on this Tuesday. $5 Liberties. These are the Gold Liberties, 1866 to 1907. Quarter ounce, $575. Uh, and then on the silver side, a big silver sale on U.S. Silver Eagle Rolls. Uh, we have 50 rolls available. You can buy however many you'd like, up to 50, at $590 a roll. So that's uh, Silver Eagles. Uh, it's really hard to find any type of Silver Eagles for below uh, $600 a roll. 800 951 that, that is the toll-free number. That is the, the number you want to call. We are talking about the interview, and really was looked like a, a lecture of some sort, a Q&A, with Neil Kashkari talking about digital currencies. Well, why would you want it? We've got Venmo. we got we got PayPal, Apple Pay, right? we got all this stuff that kind of does the same thing, doesn't it? Well... I know why China likes it. You can track everything. You now can have negative rates on your bank accounts. Kind of a separation between uh, the Fed's funds rate. See, because this is, it's a bad, when you really think about it, it's not a very good tool. The Fed lowering rates isn't a very good tool. Because why do they lower the rates? Why, why did they take them to zero and leave them there for so long? Because they wanted you to spend the money that was in your bank account. Well, guys, if we give you a mortgage at 30 years, you'll buy it. Of course, it drove up, right? Created massive inflation, right? I mean, uh, look at where we're at now. Right? You'll go on vacation, you'll buy a boat, you'll buy a car. And now the the with the inflation right now nobody can afford 
a house, a boat, a car. Right? You gotta you gotta have means to do it. But really, they just want to stimulate spending for the people that have it. Well, think about this, man. If you knew, man, every every month they're going to take one percent out of my account, just gone, right? And 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 my guess is they think about what they can do. Any amount over ten thousand dollars, we're going to hit you for one percent. What? Yeah. Well, you got a hundred thousand in the bank, and you don't want to spend it. All right. Well, you know, now you got ninety-nine thousand, and then then you'll have ninety-eight thousand, right? And eventually, you'll start spending it. Much better tool, right? Much better tool. And then, last but not least, because you got to remember, I don't know when it's going to be. Uh, it, it, it appears that it's going to be very soon. And by very soon in the next five years, that we're going to have another bust. That's going to be a big problem. Because here's what we know. Central banks are on a record buying spree for gold. We'll see here in the next week or two if if we broke the record they set last year. We know BRICS continues to expand. And yes, maybe there's not a ton of loans being made globally in Renembi. But when you look at actual payments, China's third and a lot of months second behind the dollar. They're right there, neck and neck, with the euro. When you look at actual payments, forget about loans, just payments made in currencies. And they're talking about taxes. This is another great tool of a central bank digital currency, right? They can just tax Whatever they want, they can have, you know, direct access. They know exactly how much money is going in and out of your accounts all the time. The ability uh, to tax people that have it. The ability to throw taxes on certain products, right? Hey, we, we can have a deficit, deficit reduction tax, a value-added tax, this tax, that tax. Jason, uh, those are three. Think about this. Those are three really, really important things. If you're a central banker and you're talking about, hey, the end of a, of a fiat currency you told us we had to have, uh, having these tools, you know, because they always love to talk about how many tools they have. These are three great new tools to have in their toolbox. Yeah, tools that have a lot greater force of enforcement, too. Right, Joe? Because it's one thing to have rules or regulations or laws, but when your tools have enforcement behind it, a digital currency has all of its enforcement right behind it. The IRS is hiring th- tens of thousands of new agents. That's a lot more enforcement behind what they want to do. It's, it's, yeah, Joe, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a bleak look at, you know, some people might be listening like, well, I don't cheat the government, and I don't do this, and I play by the rules, and 
But more and more, Joe, if, if you do exactly as you've been taught in school, you're falling farther and farther behind. You need to know the rules. No, we're not telling you to break any rules. But if you don't know the rules, if you don't get smart, they're going to tear you up, huh, Joe? Final segment here on this Tuesday, 800 uh, $5 gold liberties, 575 Rolls of silver eagles, 590 uh, Well, supplies last. And, you know, I think he hit it on the head. Neil Kashkari hit it on the head. And it's funny how he did it because he did it in, uh, well, we don't need a digital currency. Right? Well, I can see why China wants one why they want one right tracking they hate cash think about all the rules they have with cash now and charging you for cash and it's a pain in the butt it really is negative interest rates what a great new tool right you can have your 10-year notes yielding Three, four, five, six percent, whatever. But yet, your bank account—they can just have a negative rate. We want to spur growth. Of course, they tell you they want you to save money, right? Don't they? You know, they say, "Oh, you got, you got to save for retirement. Save, save, save." Well, wait, wait a minute. We meant save the way we want you to save, right? Not, not the way you want to save. The way we want you to save. We don't want you to save it in your bank account. Oh no, no. We need you to be risky with it. Let's face it. Wall Street's risky. Bonds can be risky, right? Uh, gold and silver, right? They, they can be risky, right? Buying a house can be risky. There's risk involved. I'm just not going to spend it. Well, we're going to make you pay for it because they hate. That's who they hate the most. I'm telling you. And how long have I told you about having excess money in your bank account? Fine, don't believe me. Believe Neil Kashkari. Because really, the last one's going to be important. We're not going to get a digital currency without the pain. And right now, the government, what are they going to spend, $7 trillion? What do you think they're going to spend during the next bust? Eight, nine... $10 $10 trillion. How do you think it's going to get paid for? Tell me. But you think it's by act? It's just coincidence. I know. Uh, I know they defunded $10 billion. Well, they haven't yet, but they're talking, we're going to take $10 billion away from the IRS. Well, they started out at $80 billion. What do you think? All of these new IRS employees are going to be for... Well, you, well, you can believe, Janet. Yeah, they're for customer service, Jason. They're going to call you and, and thank you uh, as they tax the hell out of your bank accounts. Yeah, yeah. The budgets, you talked yesterday about California. There's going to be more of these, what we were talking in 2019, all of these these cities, these states, are, and their budget shortfall Arizona we got a and billion dollar shortfall I just saw it yesterday <laughs> and they said at the next revision it's going to be even bigger than that and as you said earlier in the show the federal government doesn't do tax cuts they're just cutting the velocity of spending 
So that ain't going to be a way for these municipalities to do it. So it's going to be taxation. I mean, that's the only thing play that governments have is, you know, because governments don't earn money. They take money, you know. They just take your money. And the idea is, well, they're going to fix our roads. They're going to have a police force, you know, all this stuff, which, yeah, that does happen. But those budgets are nowhere near paying what it costs for those, those things that we need every day, Joe. It's paying for the debt. 800 951 592 